How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. We are part of the Across the Board Sports Podcast family. I'd like to give a big shout out to our listeners. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike, the Grandpa Crumb. Mike, how are you? I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, ready to roll. Yes, the sir. Grandpa, you're cold, <laughs> man. That's cold. That's a lot, man. You, you, do you have a sugar rush from all those churros, Mike? Oh, I am. I'm pumped up. I'm, I'm coming down off it. I only gained a pound. Oh, that, wow. That's not a lot for me at Disneyland. It's normally like seven for real on a one week trip. Mm-hmm. I gained some weight, only one pound. So I was happy. So, uh, other than the churros, what was the best thing you ate at Disneyland this time? Oh, man. That's a good question. Let me. Let me go through. I drank a lot, so I have to remember what I had. Uh, let's stick with Disneyland, Disneyland. I would say the shawarma. They have the Avengers. If you watch the Avengers, the Marvel movies, damn, I wish I wore the shirt. I even bought the shawarma shirt, and it's an A for the Avengers in it. It's a shirt they sold. But they, they at the end of the first Avengers movie, the end credit, it's them going to this shawarma shop and eating. And so that shop, yes, that shop is in Avengers land, you know, and they sell a breakfast shawarma, a chicken shawarma, and a falafel shawarma, all three excellent, but that, the breakfast one with the spicy maple, oh, God. Sounds delicious, man. It, it's been a good week of food. I we, we have an interview, so I won't go crazy into it, but I made corn risotto today with Fresno yes, State corn. Okay. It is my main dish that I make when we get Fresno State corn, and it was amazing. And then yesterday, my brother and uh, his, uh, his girl, Amon, uh, cooked for us for Father's Day for my dad and everything. And it's funny because my brother's a chef. If you guys know, I talk about him all the time. He, he, man, they're going to watch this. I feel bad there. Let's say they're, they're even as cooks. They're even <laughs> if they're listening, but if they, if they know she, she's got him beat. Oh, <laughs> and she cooks only vegetarian. So like I took all the leftovers from my meatless Monday today. I know I was having corn risotto, but I was eating more than she there's, I, I don't know the names except for the butter chicken, but she does this one that had tofu and peas and this sauce and you put it in a, a non bread with some yeah. uh, pickled red onions and radishes. Oh man. Just just let me eat it for the rest of my life. And they're and it's like stuff they're serving on a food truck that's coming out in the next couple of weeks and I don't think Fresno knows what's coming. Really? Fresno, oh, Fresno is going to get some good food and I'm 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 just starting to help at Wayback and and they want me to go to Daphne's but man, I would like to work a little bit there too just to be able to get a meal <laughs> get a free meal every now and again right oh yeah i'll go work a day or two with you guys for four hours you just feed me that day amon can cook man and my brother they both can cook so they know they're badasses but he made like ribs and sausage and chicken and you know barbecue and you're like okay it's gonna be you know it's gonna be great right right the 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 um the other food the vegetarian you know you don't know you know but i had had her food before so i did know yeah she is she is something whoop my lord yeah that's a good point you bring up because you know barbecue more often than not unless you really don't know what you're doing it's going to be pretty good but to make vegetarian food really really good like you have to know what you're doing to make vegetarian food as good as an executive chef's ribs 
like oh, yeah. barbecued, amazingly smoked ribs. Right. And I'm sitting there going, nah, man, the tofu and peas dish with the non bread. That's <laughs> the one. And everybody right, right. would be going, no, no, dude, your, your brother's a chef. He just made ribs. I go, just, just listen to me and, and eat it. <laughs> I wish I knew the name of it. I'll learn all the names because when the food truck comes out, yeah, man, people have got something to look forward to here. We have a lot of good food trucks here in Fresno and this one's going to just, and not forget that it's my brother. Yeah. You know, there's one part that's my, it's my brother's and I want him to do well. The food is insanity. I just can't wait, man. I'm very excited. You know, Sorry, Tyler. Sorry. You're good. You're good. You know, Mike, it's funny. You mentioned the Fresno Fresno uh, State State Corn. I was telling my father-in-law just about it yesterday. And then you're talking about Indian food. I had that on Friday. So we're still in the same wavelength, man. So that's a good sign, right? my friend. Hey, with all this time off, we're still right. Yes, right sir. There. Exactly. I love it. Well, but you know, so we're while we're getting into it, Mike, just uh tell the people where they can find you out on Twitter. At CD Piglet, guys. Nice and easy. You know how it is. Yes, sir. And guys, I am Paul Ryan, and you can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Well, guys, this is a, a new series that Mike and I have started. And we're going to be discussing the Cowboys offseason, the expectations for the upcoming season. And of course, we bring on not only fans of the Cowboys, but fans of the podcast. And with us today is a very special guest, Mr. Tyler Moore. Tyler, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, Tyler. Appreciate you joining us, right. man. Uh, no problem at all. Hey, hey, Mike, I, I I don't know how you do meatless Mondays, man. I, I can't do meatless any day, to be honest if you, with you. If you, if you eat Amon's food, you can eat meatless every day. You know, I, I told her yesterday, I go, if somebody doesn't know how to cook meat and they eat meat and it's gross, you're going to be like, I don't like meat. Give me other stuff. The problem is people eat bad vegetarian food. Like they don't know how to cook the food. Mm-hmm. You, my brother is a chef. Eats every, He eats vegetarian with her. Because she cooks like that. That's how yeah. good she cooks. She turned a, I, I'm telling you, my brother is a, is he's Samuel L. Jackson for Pulp Fiction. My wife's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. <laughs> but I love the taste of a good burger. Yeah, he sir. loves oh, meat. Yeah. And he, and he eats, and her food is incredible. So you go, whatever the hell you put in front of me, I'm going to eat. I don't care what it has in it. Just throw it in front of me and let me destroy it. Yeah. The biggest thing that I've ever had, like meatless, would be like there's a Pan American, like a, a Pan American grill down the road. You know, they do like you put everything in a bowl. You can get meat if you want, but a lot of times we don't. You get like zucchini noodles and stuff like that, and they do it on the grill with like the giant sticks or whatever. Mm. And it's it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's meatless Monday is not always fun because a lot of days <laughs> they barbecue Monday. And yeah, they got something else, but like. I have those leftovers from yesterday and I made corn risotto. So today feels like special. Like it's not like, Oh, meatless Monday. It's like, yeah, today is a good day. I'm going to have really good food. So I'm, I'm happy today. It seems like it's been a couple of weeks since you've made, you know, I think last time we had talked, you, you made like a stir fry, but it seems like you had a little dry spell there where you weren't really doing it up too much for meatless Mondays. Well, it's because I went on the reset. So oh that, yeah, that's right. Days, I can't have any, forget meat. I couldn't have flour, sugar, dairy, caffeine, alcohol. I couldn't have anything for 10 days. So, man, it was nice to go to Disneyland and just say, F it. I'm going to eat yeah. whatever the hell I want. <laughs> we have a Tyler, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, be, while we're getting into the conversation, let the people know where they can find you out on Twitter. Yeah, you can find me at Cryptic Ghost 2. So I want to know, what, what's the meaning behind that, what, behind that handle, sir? 
Oh, that goes back to like 2004. That was my RuneScape name. You're really? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All the way back. And I'm just like, no, I'm just going to keep everything the same. So I'll never forget it. So RuneScape, I assume that's some game. That's a game. Yeah. Right? RuneScape classic, man. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, you know, Mike, you already talked about Meatless Monday. So I wanted to ask you. Uh, you mentioned Pulp Fiction, Samuel Jackson. Is is our big Kahuna burgers are actual thing? Now it's a it's a place you can go now. I believe it's in California too. I think. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, there really is a big Kahuna burger now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, there, that it is. wasn't before. It was fictional, but uh, they made one out of it. So you know, they made it from the movie. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I haven't been there though. Okay, very cool. A big Kahuna burger. Well, Tyler, let's get right into it. As the tra training camp approaches, what are your thoughts on Dallas's offseason as a whole? Uh, I've been, like, cautiously optimistic. Um, right. You know, basically, we got, we got the, all these new, this new addition, um, you know, new coach, new players. You want them to fit the scheme. Uh, we, we all think Dak's going to be back to what he has because that's, that's what they've been telling us out of camp. You know, you see things from, like, Patrick Nosey and, uh, like everything's on track with him. So I'm, I'm basically just cautiously optimistic uh, for, the, for, for the most part. And if you had to pick a favorite move from the off season, what would it be? Dan Quinn. Yeah. Uh, that's a good yep. one. Yep. Dan Quinn. Uh, you know, it's, it, I think it's, it's a, it goes back to a, an offense. I mean, a defense that more or less fits to what our base personnel would be. Um, and then this, just picking certain pieces right around that. Um, like what I would like to say is like every, every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square, you yeah. know? So that, that's how, that's how I see defense. Every, everyone that we have can play defense, but not everyone will be able to fit that defensive scheme. So getting a plethora of people, uh, along with your, with a coach that's proven, you know, get, let him get his guys and then build start off small and then build on to next year as well yep that's a good answer what do you think my answer would have been <laughs> uh, uh yeah it's gonna be you know the i can't think of his name right now brent Ur oh it's brent urban yeah yep. Yep. <laughs> correct <laughs> i was i was a test see how much you watched <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> well you know my, my personal favorite move this offseason of course is that getting that deal done with dak i'm curious tyler during your time as a cowboys fan where, where does re-signing dak rank for you on best moves in Cowboys history? Oh man, since, uh, let's see, I, I started really following the Cowboys. Well, they're, they're, I've been a fan of them since 95. I was five years old. Right. Really started watching, you know, uh, mid 2000s. So, you know, I have like, you had like the LaGroy Marlboro move, T.O. Uh, so then I, th I think Dak would be the best because personally, like as a player and a person, you know, he, he, fits, he fits the team best. Um, more or less because everything has shifted from like more to more offensive league. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I don't want to be in, you know, QB purgatory. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, yep. So it, it's up there probably, you know, it's probably up there behind like the Herschel Walker trade. You know, no, no, nothing's ever going to beat the Herschel Walker trade. So. Yeah, I hear you, man. I agree. What's your expectations for Dak coming up 2021 coming off the injury? Uh, I, I would say, like, realistically, I'm hoping for, like, maybe 4,500 yards and, let's say, like, 38 total touchdowns. I think I think that would be perfect. That means that we got the running game going. Uh, you know, defense is holding up pretty well. And then, you know, he's obviously clicking. So that's what I'm looking forward to. 
Do you think with the 17 uh, games that uh, that 45's too low? Should he should he be expected to get 5,000 if healthy? I mean, he, he can shoot for it. I think I think he will shoot for it with Kellen, uh, just because that's who Kellen is. You know, I um, I, I think I think fans in the NFL will expect 5,000, but it'll probably be a disappointment to most if he doesn't get it. But I know I I think 48, 49 would be would be good. Agreed. You know, I, I know it's a team game, Tyler, and winning in the playoffs is necessarily uh, winning in the playoffs or even making it to the playoffs is no easy task. But if Dak doesn't lead Dallas to at least an NFC championship game during this new four-year deal, w- would you consider re-signing him a bad move? No, I would not. Because, uh, I mean, you, you look at like Aaron Rodgers, he hasn't done anything since, you know, basically 2010 when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, we, we don't hear the same thing for like, or we're not going to hear the same thing about Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, it's basically it. Like I said, the the NFL and fans will overreact, saying it was a bad move, um, and it's 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 really it's really not because, like I said, I don't want to be in QB purgatory. But it, like you said, it is a team game. But I I don't think it would be because if if he's clicking, uh, that team's going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And as we seen last year, Tampa Bay defense helped them win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you know, offense wins games, defense wins championships. Still. Absolutely. Yeah. Throw in, throw in Russell Wilson, Andrew Brees yep. into that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nobody yep. thinks they're bad signings, and Russell Wilson has even won in a first round since the Legion of Boom went out, maybe once. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, but know. he's been just about every year though, too. You know. Yeah. But that that division yeah. was down for a while. So. Yeah. Where uh okay, I want to I want to set this up. I don't care about achievements. I don't care about oh well this guy's won this and that in the few. We're talking right now on ability. Where is Dak ranked in your QB rankings right now? On ability, the best quarterbacks right now. I'm gonna say four or five, depending on where you want to put Tom Brady. Uh so yeah, four or five. So it'd be obviously it'd be Patrick. It would be Aaron Rodgers still because dude can still ball. And then if you put Tom Brady there, uh, Russell Wilson, and then Dak. Or if you if you move Tom Brady down, it would be Russell Wilson, Dak, and then maybe Tom Brady or Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Hmm. So I have I have him at four or five realistically. And if I and if I asked you why do you have Russell ahead of Dak? Uh, I mean, I've I've always I've always compared Dak to Russell. Um, like last year, like I always, at the beginning of last year, I said, I said, Russell Wilson was the best quarterback in the NFL and he was until week eight. And then, you know, he just, whatever happened there. Um, and yeah, I, I think, I think it would, he can still perform like that. Uh, but I, if, if Dak takes a step, he would, he would be in front of him by midseason probably. Yeah. So uh, I was so- listening to, I was listening to um, Cleveland Browns daily one day coming home from work and they, they had mentioned they were talking about Lamar Jackson and they had mentioned uh, what they were ranking quarterbacks. And they said, where do you rank Lamar Jackson? And, you know, everyone ranks him within the top 10. Some people put him in the top five. And their guy, Nathan Zagura, was like, I look at it like this. Where would you – how would you rank your quarterback if you had two minutes left to go in a game and it was on the line? Where would you rank your quarterback? And, you know, like I wouldn't put Lamar Jackson probably in the top 12 because he's so limited to what yeah. he does. So – uh, that that kind of sticks with me when when 
people put things in different perspectives like that. And I believe that we could, we can trust Dak to, you know, in a two minute drill, mm-hmm. we've seen it time and time in and time out Him go down the field, get us in the field goal range or, you know, put it in for a touchdown. So mm-hmm. I, I think in that uh, Mahomes, uh, Rogers, Brady, Wilson would be the four in that scenario that mm-hmm. would, and Dak would be your fifth guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of premature to put like Josh Allen above Dak because that's that's a lot of recency bias off of one good season. So yeah, not not to mention his one good season wasn't as good as the last time we saw Dak healthy right. or projections when we saw him. So it's not like we're Cowboys fans going, oh man, our guy. No, it just statistically we can look at him and go, you know, look at the 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 their best years coming off of and and Dak would be higher in my yeah, opinion. Absolutely. Well, I mean, just for conversation's sake, when you look at Josh Allen's best career year, though, I think it's better than what we've seen from Dak when you just think about what he did in the playoffs. Yeah, but playoffs are a, a different monster. You got to remember, this man had Jason Garrett as his coach. Yeah. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I, – Garrett I was talking... begins. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but, like uh, you know, back in, like, 2019, uh, you know, Brett Maher missed 10 field goals in one season. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like how many? That's 30 points left on the board, and, and how many games? You know, in, in those games, how many games could that could that have been won? Or you know, mm-hmm. if you know, uh, you know, it even if the, if it is, it's in the red zone, if Callen can help translate, you know, instead of three points, getting seven instead of having it be like you know like a 14 point swing in general. So yeah, yeah. So I th- I think red zone efficiency. Right. Uh, obviously, Dak's number one. We, you know, we've heard like Mike White talk about it and stuff like that. Uh, he's, you know, he's the most dangerous threat in the NFL when it comes to that position in the red zone. Just, I just hope they don't take take his game away from him. Yeah, there's definitely uh, a lot of variables there. Again, that was more so just for conversation's sake because I do think Josh Allen is a uh, has proved to be a good quarterback, and you know, he had quite quite the year last year. I don't I don't put him in the same. I shouldn't say the same conversation as Dak. I wouldn't, he's definitely not ahead of Dak for me, but just to see him progress, he's, it's kind of their, their careers trajectory has kind of been similar. They've been on a similar path, kind of beating the odds and being turning into better quarterbacks than people could have ever expected. I think it's fair to put Josh Allen right about the same tier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just about, you have Mahomes and Rodgers. And then I think play-wise, I, I wouldn't put Brady up with them. I think Brady needs a little bit more team-wise. You know, he's good in the clutch, but yeah, yeah. I'm not putting him with Mahomes and and uh, Rodgers. But then that next level of Brady, Wilson, Watson, Dak, Josh Allen's right in there, I think. Oh, yeah. He would belong. Yeah, very, very true. You know, I, got, I know we're off, got us a little bit off track here. So we're going to start talking about the 2021 schedule. You know, Tyler, is there a game that you have circled on your calendar that, you know, you're excited to see this year? Uh, I mean, that's that's going to be the Chiefs game. That's course, that's yeah. the measuring stick. Yeah, right, right. that's the measuring stick. So, you know, if like, worst comes to worst, that's going to be like we're going to get blown out. Or it could be like the Rams-Chiefs game from a couple years ago. You know, it could just be – The Monday night football game? Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, absolutely. So – I kind of hope for the latter because that'd be pretty fun to watch them duel it out. <laughs> oh man! Tell me awesome. why not Tampa though? Um, one last year, right? Why not? Yeah, Tampa? yeah. Tampa's gonna Tampa's gonna be fun, uh, but I think that team's just gonna be so still still too young. Um, you know, if, if he if Dak is healthy, I think he'll be able to get them there just enough to the end. Uh, if they win, you know, good. If if they lose, it's just like you know, it's 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 gonna happen. It's learning pains. So 
especially with that defense. If they I, I think the offense will be fine. If they flipped and Casey was week one and Tampa Bay was like week, you know, after week 10, where we got to see the team more, do you think your, your position would change? Or do you think it's just like, we all know the chiefs were just injured and they're really the number one team. No, I, I think it would change because the chiefs are pretty susceptible last year. You know, they, there was a time where, you know, they, they seemed like they were down and they were just pulling games out of their hineys, um, you know, for the lack of better terms, but, uh, and then, you know, like from week 10 on the bucks went on that run. So, you know, that's when they really started clicking, you know, Brady got into, into the zone with Luffwich and stuff like that. So I, I think, I think it switched. So, yeah. Oh yeah. This is me. Sorry. What's the bit. So I got into to the follow-up questions. Yeah. Uh, the biggest trap game for you on the schedule. It's always the Raiders. It's all, it's always the Raiders. Seems like Thanksgiving day game. Uh, and any, and I think I just feel like anytime we play the Raiders, it's the Raiders. You know, you had the Jeff Heath game a couple years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Derek Carr is. I I just said this in the podcast recently. Derek Carr is the most disrespected quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. You know, yeah. Dak gets it because he's a cowboy, so we kind of set him aside because that's a ratings click thing. Derek Carr is man, he's played his ass off for two years, and everybody's like. Well, they need they can't win with this quarterback. They can't. I'm like, they had a defense ranked as bad as Dallas last year. Yeah. And and he just killed. And they I don't know what it is. So yeah, it worries me to play him against uh against our defense. Panthers too. That mm. Panthers game smashed between uh Philly and the Giants early yeah. on. It's got Still. Cleveland Brown game vibes, dude. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Well, you know, Tyler, I, I have a feeling I know how you're going to answer this when you mentioned the Kansas City game and Mike, you mentioned the Tampa Bay game. But Tyler, do you think there's a game on the schedule that could define this team in Dallas this season? Um, I, I don't want to say Kansas City game, but I think maybe the uh, I have to see the schedule. I think that's maybe a good the first answer, game. Though, to be honest with you, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I would I would just like them to I would like to see them pummel the Washington football team. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see him hang up 40 burger on him and that'd be, it'd be nothing happier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Trying to get some redemption for that Thanksgiving game, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just, just lay the wood on him. That's the go. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love that answer too, because a lot of teams think that because they don't know the players that we brought in, they think the defense is just going to be the same bad defense and, yep. and that can't carry a bad defense or whatever. And I think that us smashing the division will be a call, like, because everybody says Washington got better. They brought in uh, uh, Samuels from the, the Panthers. They brought in, they upgraded a quarterback. You know, they they brought in Davis uh, uh, in the draft, you know, uh, Giants brought in Galladay and Saquon Barkley's coming back. And yep. everybody talks about the improved division. And if we were able to come out and five and one the division this year, I think it would be like you said, that would be like the statement, like, no, 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 this is our shit. We got uh -huh. Dak. Don't. Yep. Especially since they talk so much about their defense. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I I don't like to get into it with Washington fans, but <laughs> but yeah, I I would I would love nothing more. Defense is very hard to keep up year to year, too, man. Yep. You know, it's it's you have to have the they have the right coaches, don't get me wrong, to do it. Carolina was very good defense a long time when they had the players, but it's very hard to rely on it. Like it's a lot easier to go. We got the quarterback. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. That. And uh record prediction. What you got? What do you think we're going? 17. Uh, games. No, no. Oh, eight uh, and eight. 
Uh, I know. I'd like, I would like, uh, you know, 12 and five. Yeah. 12 and five. I don't know if you guys can see it, but 12 and five. Nice. Got the same one right there. So yeah, we're on the same page there. You know, Tyler, I know that the defense is a work in progress and there, there's a lot of moving pieces here, and especially with Dan Quinn and, you know, some new pieces on the coaching staff. But do you see Dallas as a Super Bowl contender this year? Uh, yes, because of their offense. Um, now, I think I think they can get by with like like everyone has said it. They could get by with a middle of the pack defense. You know, as long as as long as that offense is clicking and clicking all the way through, mm-hmm. they, they can they can make a run at it. All right, let me ask you that same question a different way. What would you have to see out of the defense for you to go, okay, our offense can win us a Super Bowl if the defense is in these rankings of whatever whatever you want to add. These defensive rankings, the offense could win a Super Bowl. Um, under 110 yards rushing the game. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's setting the bar pretty low compared to what it was last year. So, I mean. We got Brent, man. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we're hoping for. Oh, the two big, two big boys in the middle. So, yeah, you know, and, and Brent. You know, I was I've been on record saying you know, I didn't like the Mark, Micah Parsons pick. I was big against it on draft night, but you know it is what it is. So, you know, hopefully, because you know, like you've said before, he's a designated pass rusher, um, and he can get after the quarterback. So, I mean, yeah. that's you know another tool in in Quinn's pocket. If you can, if you can keep him clean with these new big boys up front, with this defensive line they built that are that are kind of not really edge, you know, they're not get to the quarterback guys. They're we're gonna make you block us guys. Then Parsons and and Jalen, yeah. you know, should be able to run around and make plays. And uh, even LVE, if he's coming off injury, and man, Count O'Neill looks good. So. They have the linebackers if the front defense could hold up on the blocks. I like the moves they made at linebacker. Yeah. I, I actually feel like if they um, – not so much as they do that, but if they uh, stop the screen game, you know, we see a lot of times where they get out in the flats and they get a blocker in front of them, and then you have, you know, like you said, like J- Jalen running nine yards downfield before he, he even touches the guy. So if we, if we can stop things short like that, you know, it's a basically an extension of the run game. Uh, you know, stop him short, and I think we'll be we'll think we'll be fine. All right, we're going into we're going into next off season now. You got Gregory, you got Gallup, and you can only pay for one, and both have good years, so they're going to get eleven to fifteen. They they both have big years for us. Who you want, Gregory or Gallup? Oh man, I think I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna keep Gregory. Um, no, I like Michael Gallup, uh, but the, the the receivers coming out now. You know, they're, they're so NFL ready. You know, you, you think of guys like, you know, I'm an Ohio State hunk, so Chris Olave, mm-hmm. he's not going to be there for us. But I'm like, I mean, he's an he's a tech, tactician route runner. So, I mean, best, best in college football. So, and, you know, and then you got all these other guys that have come out recently, you know, Michael Pittman and Jefferson and CD and all those guys are NFL ready now, so. It's basically plug and play at wide, especially at like wide receiver two or three. It's plug and play. How how pumped were you when you heard that that he was coming back to Ohio State? Oh uh, yeah, that is <laughs> no way that kid should have came back. Yes, yeah. uh, I, I thought for sure that he was coming, and then he just. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's just chasing that ring at this point because he would. He probably would have been 
wide receiver, probably one or two. I mean, he's, he's a beast. He's a lightning rod, man. Sorry, Paul. I had to get a little college in there. No, no, no <laughs> problem. You know, while we're sticking to wide receivers, you know, we're looking at CD, Amari, and Gallup. Who of the three do you think is going to have the best season this year? I think it's going to be CD. Uh, I think Amari will be out a couple of games with an injury, you know, like he always wow, usually is. Don't even put that in the air, man. Come no, on. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. There, I mean, there's games where he disappears too. Yeah. Um. So I, I think it'll be CD because you know he, I, I love him when he plays out of the slot. You know those big catches that he made last year before that got down. Where you know it's the signature, like he gets up and he does like the nose swipe thing. You know that's that's just like a, you know it's. It's like chemistry that that they had from day one. So, yeah. And to top that off, I think uh, I think Jarwin's gonna have a pretty big year too. For sure, Jarwin. It'll be yeah. nice. It, it'll be. Yeah. We've it's all been waiting for the Jarwin breakout year yeah. for so long, and then we got Witten coming back, delayed yeah. it, and he gets injured. We talk about it. one of the worst moves in Cowboy history. <laughs> oh, God. listen, people, we love Jason Witten like. Hall of Famer, Ring of Honor guy, but that last year he he hurt us a lot. We needed yep. that Jarwin development. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Our, especially they like they knew what was coming. Like, you know, seven yard curl route, <laughs> seven yard option route. It was there every single time, but it's just like you're not doing anything afterwards. You let you let Jarwin do that. He might get twenty yards. <laughs> you're setting up more Garrett bashing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. You're, you're getting it set. All right. Well, you, you've, you've given us a little bit of predictions with the record and you think CD is going to be the top and Jarwin's going to have a big year, but give us something bold. What's your bold prediction? Uh, let's say Zeke leads the, the league in rushing. That's a bold prediction. I, yeah, I, yeah. I had Zeke's top three. So I uh, went like bold. You went, you went scolding bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, his workout videos kind of remind me of his time at Ohio State. So, if, if he leads the league in rushing, that means that our defense came to play. And yeah. we were able to get up a lot and really run. I would be super happy with that. I know that would piss off a lot of people that like to pass first, but people forget like you can pass and get ahead and then run the ball and, and get your rushing yards to keep your defense off the field and to, to run some clock when you're up 10, 14 points. Yep. Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you're hearing the reports that Zeke's in the best sh- shape of his career. It's exciting to see just what he could do if if he could return back to that 2016 form and seeing where, where Dak is and what our offense looks like. So, I mean, it's crazy to think what Zeke could do in a, in a much better offense. And, you know, he's already a good player, but uh, in an offense to where he's in, he can be a better asset into the, the kind of scheme and what Kellen Moore wants to do. That's a scary thought. Yeah, I, I've never understood why they don't run like more two back sets. You know, have him and Tony on the field at the same time. Like, why? <laughs> why? Get why? Those, why get those linebackers, and then you can match them, match Tony Pollard up with a linebacker and the yeah. receiver. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, him up I, I just slot. never understood why you know why, why why Kellen wouldn't do it that much because especially since you know Tony is such a mismatch. I mean, they're they moved him to wide receiver, some reps at wide receiver now. So they, they, they've done a good job of, you can tell that Kellen Moore got in Zeke's ear and said, listen, we're transitioning away from that halfback dive. We got to run my stuff out of the spread and we need you to be at a different body type. Like Pollard is, we need you to be a 
a, a more of a runner like Pollard, but you're better at it. Like I, I know we have a lot of Tony Pollard. He's, he's excellent, but running the ball, he's not Ezekiel Elliott. So yeah. we, that, that transformation of where Kellen Moore can go, all right, I'm ready to run my way and Zeke's ready to do it. Yep. Man, that's going to be fun. Pittsburgh 2016. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yep. I got like that, uh, game, that Cincinnati game. That's the same way. Yeah. You know, 10 yards in a cloud of dust. And then, you know, at college, you know, he had uh, 85 yards to the heart of the South against Alabama. I mean, that's, that's that spread of offense you're talking about. He hits, yep. he hits, uh, you know, just inside that left tackle and he's gone. And the best thing is, is if the line's healthy and Zeke's going, teams are going to be like, we got to we got to get up here with our linebackers and and yep. and make sure Zeke doesn't and then they have linebackers against Lamb and Jarwin <laughs> Pollard. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, you know, Tell I want to ask you. I want to ask you, Tyler. I know you're an Ohio State fan. Had Dallas selected to not re-sign Dak and instead draft Justin Fields, how would you feel right now? Um. Yeah. I I I like Justin. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I like Justin Fields. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually, I actually think he was QB one coming out of this draft. So to be honest with you, I've said it before. Um, you know, Lawrence was. I, I think he's a. He, I think he's a steal for the, for the Bears, by the way. But I, I think you know Lawrence was pumped up so much from, uh, you know, the Alabama win his freshman year, and he hasn't really. I'm not gonna say he hasn't done too much since, but he really hasn't done much since. If you know, if you get what I'm saying, so. That was it was a crazy draft because we trade and we trade with the Eagles. And I'm sitting there going, y'all let the Eagles get yeah. Justin Fields and the Eagles yeah. for a wide receiver. And I'm like, whoo, all right. Well, the Giants are gonna get him then. And then the Giants trade out, and my dad's favorite team, the Bears, come in and swoop up Justin Fields. And I told him, I go, I told my dad, I don't care what you gave up in that trade, you just won. Yeah, and you really helped Dallas because because the Eagles going forward with Hertz and the Giants going forward with Daniel Jones is just that's the win. No matter who we I'll take Parsons. You know, I know we don't didn't love that pick, but if you told me, you know, we get uh uh Patrick Sertan, but Eagles or Giants get Justin Fields, give me Parsons and let Justin Fields go to the Bears. I, I don't want him in this division. So yep. big victory for Dallas, big victory for Chicago. Yeah, and I mean, if if Rodgers does indeed not play for Green Bay, I think the Bears could be, you know, they could win that division. Yeah, he can play in that weather. He yeah. played oh, yeah. in Ohio, so he's yeah. not going to have no problem playing in Chicago. Right, yeah, and I mean, you got – and he's got Nagy too. I, I don't think Trubisky was the Nagy type. So and now he's, you know, he's got someone, you know, similar to like Patrick Mahomes, that, that style of play. And I, I never understood where like – the fields can't read a defense, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. they had him. Here was the thing about fields that I talked about on our thing. They had fields. They didn't really have him dumped down. That wasn't his thing. They knew they could out athlete on the outside. So they'd, they'd have him hold the ball and take the deeper shots. Yep. And what, what scouts were saying is, well, we didn't get a lot of film of him dropping the ball off. Like, does he understand like, Hey, in the NFL, you can't just stand in there. And I think that's coaching. I think the coaches are going to go, Hey, at Ohio state, it made sense. Here, all the athletes are good. If they stay with your guys, just drop it off. You'll be fine. Yeah. I think that it'll be on the coaches nagging them 
to tell him, hey, you ain't got to wait for the big shot here in the in the league. Take what they'll give you, get a first down. Our defense will control things, and you just get us in the end zone a few times, and we'll be good to go. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, I mean, Ryan Day came from the NFL, so he he runs so many NFL concepts. They run, you know, they run wide receiver options almost every single play. So, I mean, and he he probably has the best uh, out route throw in college football last year. Yeah. Justin Fields is a baller. That was yeah, a great yeah. pick. Yeah, I, I'm so glad he didn't come to our division. <laughs> Me too. Oh, that, when they traded up, I was like, this is the quarterback. Like, they just gave – because I was saying, like, go to the Bears, go to New England, go somewhere other – go to the Raiders. You know, John yeah. Gruden's crazy. He don't want Derek Carr. Fine, come get him. When they traded up, there's no way in the world I thought the Eagles were going to go Devin Smith over Justin Fields. There's just no no way. And they did. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it works for me. Uh, we yeah. can guard that guy. He's not a quarterback. He'll make some plays <laughs> on us. He's not a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Tyler, I'm curious, um, other than the Cowboys, is there a team in the NFL that maybe you don't necessarily root for, but that you like to watch that you kind of, you know, hope is doing good if the Cowboys are doing bad? Uh, Chargers. My, my little brother's a huge Chargers fan. He's like one of the seven. <laughs> so, yeah, he, you know, uh, I actually like watching Herbert play. So, yeah, it's. I love fun. Herbert on my fantasy team. I just yeah. love him. He's Stop. my third. He's my third quarterback. Stop. You know, he's like a backup for my fantasy team. Stop. I love having Herbert on there. Mike yeah. with the jabs and the right hooks. <laughs> yeah. Just think they would have been so much better without Anthony, Anthony Lynn last year too, man. Yeah. How many games did he cost them? You know, at the end of end of regulation or something. It's mm-hmm. like, man. He, he's one of those coaches that's great coordinator. Yeah. Just, you can't have him in charge of everything. Yep. And we're hoping that's Dan Quinn. Although Dan Quinn made a Super Bowl, like, you know, the, the big disses on Dan Quinn is like, he did make a Super Bowl and his team was up 28 to three. And most people know that that was more of a Kyle Shanahan, who's Kyle Shanahan's elite. I'm not saying anything. But he kind of effed that up. Like, yeah. he wouldn't run. He wouldn't, you know, stay in and protect his quarterback. And, man, Dan Quinn did make a Super Bowl. So, for everybody that's like, oh, he just sucked as a head coach. It's like, there's a lot of sucky head coaches. Dan Quinn took a team to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good stopping point, guys. And, Tyler, you know, I appreciate you joining us, man. Today it was a, it was a good conversation. But uh, before we get you out of here, remind the people where we can find you out on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at CryptoGhost2. Appreciate you guys for having me on too. Yes, sir. And Mike, let the people know where they can find you out on Twitter. It's at CD Piglet, guys. And Tyler, I appreciate you coming on, man. And sorry you had to get into the uh, me and Paul had not been able to talk. There was oh, that's good. It's all good. They're like, am I going to be a part of this conversation for like 10 minutes before the podcast? Because me and Paul hadn't talked. I'm like, <laughs> we'll get you in there once the podcast starts, my friend. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> hey, guys, again, I am Paul Ryan. Uh, And you can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us and we'll see you guys next week.